name is Yaeli Carr, and once again, once again, I have the schus for the sixth year in a row to host the time auction. But this year, this year, we made it a little bit more exciting. But before we do, I do want to tell everybody you are listening to us on Kol Barama, WMDI, 107.9 FM in Lakewood. And of course, on jrootradio.com and on the on a timeauction.com you can watch us live and we are very as i mentioned we are very excited because this year i'm not hosting this exciting auction myself dj yehuda is here with me give him a big hand to dj yehuda dj welcome thank to the you. show thank you thank you thank you it's a pleasure to be here how so are is you is this the first time you're doing a show like this it is yeah, yeah in so an ice cream store for sure yes that's right and i meant to say we are we, i was going to say we're broadcasting live from the clients ice cream house in borough park the best we haven't seen any ice cream yet but out there yeah, there's a the crowd way. that's uh that's enjoying the ice cream so come down <laughs> and you could see what's going on here tonight the proceedings till the wee hours of the morning um so we're very excited again in order for you to enter to win tonight's raffle tickets what's the number you that they call to win number 718 718 win, win one two three four, one, two, three, four. got 718 it 718 win one two got three it. four again 718 win one two three four or a timeauction.com to enter your tickets i'm learning and that's right 718 win one two, two three, three four. four but tonight tonight we are going to uh, start tonight it's, right. as it's known that a time every year in february has an incredible event called the shasathon and at that shasathon over the last few years they've had somebody that gets up and says a person personal journey at this past year's Shasathon. So please, if you're watching, you'll be able to watch this. If you're listening, listen and be inspired from the Shasathon, Amazing Mr. Yankee story. Klein. You can see, you can see what the rest was like by the last few moments. And all I can say is I'm jealous. I'm actually here to try and open. We have a schuss tonight. I'm actually here to try and open a window, open a door to a certain specific aspect of infertility. And I'll start with our journey. We got married on Zayn Odal, Tovshin Samach Beis. That's 2002. Next to Yerushalayim. After a few months, we decided we want to do something a bit more interesting. We found a community in Venezuela, South America. They were looking for teachers. Everything was planned. Last thing we had to check, health insurance in place. We've been married for a few months and, you know, you have to be covered. It's uh, obviously probably going to come sometime soon. I need to make sure everything is in place. We were there for a while. We came back. Coming back, talking to Eretz Israel, where we both were born. After a while, from there, we moved to London, England. A few years gone by. My younger siblings got married. They had three, four children. My wife's nieces and nephews we started getting phone calls. Are you coming for the wedding? Are you coming for this engagement? And then it seemed like a week later, another phone call. Mazel tov. They had a baby boy. They had a baby girl. Phew. Maybe it's not very popular here. But we were happy. We were happy for them. Honestly, I can say we were very happy for them. 
Some more time passed by, and whatever I've missed on biology lessons in Cheder, which we never had, obviously, I made up. You start learning about all different numbers, different things, different weird words I've never heard of, never knew exist. And at the same time, Sgulas as well started piling up. Over the years, the Sgulas became a bit more extreme and much more promising. This will definitely work. You have to try that. I know my neighbor, her nephew, had a neighbor that that will definitely work. One thing I know, every other place I had to make sure my pockets were empty from the leftover arbus from the all different Sholem Zafas, which are Sgula, garlic from all different Pidyana bands and all the rest. I want to share with you a Gemara in Psochim, Dachnan Dalet on the base. The Gemara says, Shivot Vorim, Mechusim, Ibn Yodom, Ve'eluhain. Seven things are covered, are hidden from, from us, from human beings. And the Gemara starts listing them. The first one is Yom Amisa. Second is Yom Anechoma, and the Gemara goes on with the rest. Rashi says, What's Yom Anechoma? Mosai Yisnochem Odomi Da'agosoi. A person doesn't know when his nechoma is due to come. The Ben Yoda says that it's an amazing way of midas adin to the right level. If a person has a Torah and he knows now that within six months it's over, okay, we can live with it. On the other hand, if he knows he has to deal with it for another 30 years, his tsar is ten times more than just not knowing. So it's a diuk in Midas Adin that a person doesn't know his time of Nechoma. I know of a couple in Eretz Israel, but just almost 40 years ago, they were married for a few years and they never had children. They went to a doctor in Eretz soil. He didn't have good news for them. They went to a big professor in England. And they both said the same thing. They said, the bottom line was, look at other things to put your effort in. You're wasting your time. They went to an Adam Godel in Eretz soil. And his words were, Nine months later, they had the baby girl. The happy father called the professor in England. He was very excited. He calls him. He says, Professor, it's uh, Mr. So-and-so calling. Sir, I've told you many times before, you're wasting your time. Yeah, yeah, but Professor, you don't understand. I actually wanted to share some good news. We had a baby girl born today. As I said, this is impossible. And he hanged up the phone. I am the third child out of five of those, of those impossible children to be.
There is one problem. The Gemara says, Yom HaNechama is not Noida. We don't know. Seems like there is always Yom HaNechama. I apologize, Rabbi Yozeri. But when it comes to infertility, unfortunately, I don't think you can promise there is a Yom HaNechama. And that's the subject I would like to touch on. The unknown. And back to our lives. My wife has a beautiful minig. Every week by Wednesday evening, the table is laid, the candles are ready. For years already. Sometimes I stand there and I think, it's possible that there will be no one to stand there one day and say, I do the same because I saw my mummy doing that. About two and a half years ago, things looked promising. Numbers looked good, doctors were positive, and then suddenly, mm, maybe we're not so sure, we should check again, we should test that, we don't know, maybe yes, maybe not. Actually, went on for a few weeks, good few weeks. Came out of Yom Kippur, we had a Shaila to do with Tanis. Details, this, that. We went to our Rav, Dan Lopian, I went to him. And he saw the numbers. I used to learn with him, I was very close to him. He looked at the numbers, he didn't say a word. He's open, he opened his arms. He said, come here. He gave me a big hug. He started crying. We cried together for a few minutes. And he didn't have to say anything else, no more. I walked out and I knew this Yom Kippur will be exactly the same like the past few Yom Kippurs. You can try and imagine. Join me to that Nesanetoikov that year when I stand there and I say, The Russian says, come on, come on. 
We didn't ask Kamo, we asked if. If any. Rabbi Mishaya, and if Nelecha Beivrit, Aiti Etzel Abba. והוא לא הבטיח. אבא אמר, תתפלל. Kanievsky, there was no promises. He said, keep davening. And that's where A-Time stepped in. Where you think to yourself, yes, no, should we? No one can promise. No one said, Yom HaNachoma is here, around the corner. But what they said was the keys are in the hand of Hashem. And you have to do Ishtadlus, and we are here for you. A-time America spread out around the world, they go to England, they go to other places. They do many, many, many good things. They have their support line, they have their amazing Shabbosas, they have, they have their advice, they have obviously the financial support. But another important thing which I'm talking about today is that push. Last year, the night before Tani Sesto, I was driving, officially looking for costumes for Purim. The Maise, we were sitting, my wife and myself in the car, we were both crying. We were crying. We were crying of joy, because that same day was the first time ever we saw a heartbeat. But we were crying from fear. That fear, if I may say, when Avraham Avinu, the Torah says Avraham Avinu was laughing when Hashem told him he's going to have a son. The Targum says he was happy. Vachadi. When Sarah was laughing, it says she laughed. She dismissed. And there's an argument between HaKadosh Baruch and Sarah. Why did you laugh? No, I didn't laugh. Yes, you did laugh. And the pshat in the pasuk is, She said I didn't laugh. And why did she say she didn't laugh? Because she was afraid to say the truth. But I think they might be, it might be another way of explaining it. She said she didn't laugh. She says, Loi tzohakti, I did not laugh. Ki, bat, yoreo, I was afraid. The reason I didn't want to be happy, I didn't want to bring, to bring my hopes up, was because I was afraid of the disappointment. I was afraid of the pain. And it does hurt. It does hurt. Last Yom Kippur was another Yom Kippur of Tfilis. Tears. And that same night, Moitzi Yom Kippur, we went into hospital 
And a day and a half later, we had our baby son born. We called our son Shmuel Gershon. Gershon after that Diane Lopian, that was Nifter a few months after that story. And Shmuel, for the actual meaning of the name, there are two Pshatim. One Shiltihu Miloshen Bakoshe, and one Shiltihu Miloshen Shoyel. He's not ours. He's a Picodon. We are Shoyalim from the Ebishte. And I have a message, first of all to A-Time. No words. I should stand here for minutes. I know my time is long over. But there are no words to thank A-Time UK, A-Time America. There would be no Shmuel Gershon without A-Time. And I would like to tell the Loimdim, Sheli Shelo. Shelochemu. My son, my wife's son, our Shmuel Gershon, is not only ours. He is each and every one of yours. He is your son. Yus Chusim of Torah, your Tfilis. You being able to support, you supporting a time to be able to do what they do. You have a part in many, many, many Yiddish children. And last, a few personal words to the couples. Be friends. Be friends to each other. All you have is each other. Stand by the side of each other. Talk to each other. You can grow from it. Make your home ready for a baby. Bring happiness in. And last, don't give up. Don't give up. Whatever you're told, whatever happens, and it does hurt. It is risky to bring your hopes up. You might have disappointments. You might have pain, but please, don't give up. I'd like to end with a tefillah together. Amen.
Thank you very much uh, to Chilu Posen and the Hamazamrim. Give him a hand, everybody. Chilu Posen and the Hamazamrim. And of course, before... You still, you still remember from last year, the Ha. I don't worry, I practiced it for you the last it. week. You got it. When I saw the card that the Hamazamrim are going to be, I said, ha, 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 ha. Anyway, and of course, to that incredible speech by Mr. Yankee Klein from the Shasathan. Um, as we, uh, tonight, we ask everybody to come out and support this incredible organization called A Time by calling 718-WIN-1234 or go to atimeauction.com. You know, I was thinking, they told me to have a few opening words uh, prepared over here. And I was thinking that, you know, what is there to say? And just this past week, this past Sunday, I was at my son's yeshiva. They had a special uh, thing where they learned a certain amount of words and they had a big uh, event celebrating this and the Rebbe, Rabbi Weichbrot, got up and said an incredible story, and I want to share it. I'm going to do a bekitza, but <clears throat> there was a gentleman, he was a teacher in a public school. And he had, many, he had many students. And at the end of the year, at the end of the year, he, uh, he, he told all the uh, students, come, we're going to go and celebrate by going horseback riding. And he took them to a beautiful ranch, and he took them horseback riding. And then they went into the ranch house and they had a beautiful dinner. And uh, at the end, all the students were wondering why this teacher did this for them. What was he trying to teach them? He always had a lesson for them. So what was he trying to teach them? And at the end of the dinner, the teacher got up and he told them, you're probably wondering why I brought you here. And they all said, yeah. So well, let me tell you, let me tell you a story. There was many years ago, there was a young student that was in school and his teacher gave him an essay to write, a paper to write. And the essay was supposed to be something that you are dreaming about, something that you want to accomplish. And the student went and wrote about the most beautiful 200-acre uh, um, ranch with horses where you could go horseback riding and a beautiful ranch house. And he really wrote an incredible paper. The boy got the paper back a few days later and there was a big F, a failing mark on the top of the paper. And the boy was shocked because he wrote it well. He did the rules of the essay with all the proper, proper grammar, the proper punctuations. Everything was done correctly. So why did he get an F? And the teacher took the paper and threw it at him and said, because it's not realistic. Take it home. Write something else. If you write something else, I'll give you a, a passing mark. 
The boy took it home. He was devastated. He came back the next day and he gave the paper back to the teacher and he said, I'm going to keep my failing mark on the top of the test paper, but my dream will be alive. My dream will remain alive. That dream is what you are looking. The teacher tells the students, that dream is what you're looking at now. I was that student. I dreamed of having this beautiful ranch house with the horses. And if you heard Mr. Klein's words at the end of his speech at the Shasatan, he said to the couples, don't give up. But how is it possible that they don't give up? Because there's an, there's an organization called a time. And a time is there to help the dream comes, come true. They might fail once, they might fail a second time, but at the end, the dream stays alive of every Jewish family, every Jewish couple to have a beautiful family of Darius Yeshurim Averuchim. And therefore, tonight, we, we, we ask everybody and we tell everybody, come out, you're going to be inspired tonight. We have a great show t- tonight for you. And great show, DJ Yehuda Melman's here with me. You can give him a hand. Yehuda Melman's here. Thank That's you, right, thank thank back you, there. You. you have your fans are here ready. And of course, we have Chilu Posen and the Hamazamrim, and later on, we have inspirational, inspirational speakers. And the Wialgas Brothers. And later on in the show, the Wialgas Brothers, thank you, Yehuda, will be joining us. Inspirational, Wialgas Brothers. That's right, a lot, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of exciting programming for you. But the most important thing tonight is 718-WIN-1234. And uh, Yehuda, you want to uh, tell everybody what? Maybe uh, tell them a few of the prizes that oh, they baby. could win. Okay, if so they, it's a lot of stuff. If they call 718 Yeah, the number also, is 718. What's this thing with the hashtag? I was told something you, you supposed uh, to announce yes. something about hashtag. It's not an ad sign. It's a hashtag. A hashtag. So, it's not the tic-tac-toe. Yeah, so on Twitter, you can join the conversation, meaning you can have song requests if you want Mizamrim to sing you a specific song. Right? For real? Yeah. For real. Like it's going to come up on the screen. That's right. So you can do as you tweet with hashtag eight time auction. It's pretty easy spelling. Okay, this is interesting. Let me hear that. Hashtag okay. eight time auction. I expect a song request I'm from you, Chilo. You have to be Mazber to the people in Williamsburg. What is hashtag? People, if they know, they then know. good. If they not, know. they have another way to do it. Too. They oh, can okay. text. Yeah, there's okay. another way. Also, text. Right. Okay. What if they don't know what that is? That if then, then okay, 646-844-2466. The number to text in if you want a song request, if you want to join the conversation, you have a question for Yoeli, if you have a question for myself, if you have a question Later for... Later on, Rabbi Jacobson will be here. Rabbi Jacobson on Chinuch. questions. Rising gonna, to the challenge exactly. of raising happy children. You beat me to it. I have to say it anyway. Go. Rising to the challenge of raising happy children. Say that ten times fast. Happy children, happy children. <laughs> That's the point. So if you have questions for him, the Chinuch questions, you text us 646-844-2466. Again, 646-844-2466. Or you can tweet with hashtag auction, and we'll get your tweet, and it's going to go up there on, on the, the screen. screen. That's right. So you there get you go. to see your tweet, and we'll hopefully address it That's if we right. get to if it. If we right. get to it, it's good. you know, usually they, you know how this works. You know, they yes, come in fast know. and furious. Overabundance. But you'll be, able to, you'll be able to. So tell us some of the prizes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Somebody so might be able to win. What's the number? 718-WIN-1234. 718-WIN. W-I-N. Very good. As Chilu said in the past, it's not... Vin, it's win, right, Chilu? There you go. It's not, it's not Williamsburg. No, it's Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Anyway, Budapest. so what are they going <laughs> to... I'm go. in Budapest. Yeah, that's kill. it. Okay. Tuna Beigel. He's uh, his crack hat. His <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, here we there go. You go. <laughs> okay, so, so there's 10... Do you hear me? Now you hear me. Excellent. There's 10... <laughs> okay. <it's laughs> we're going to have to figure... You know what? No, no, no. With there's 10 packages <laughs> that you can get... And um, amazing packages. And because it's a Jewish thing to be indecisive, so we cater 
Okay, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to explain it. You know what? We're gonna go to Chilu Pose in the Hamazamrim. Okay, no problem. Let's do a song. You give me his mic. Uh, oh, second. we're back on. And meanwhile, they we're can good? call. What's the number? Seven one eight win one two. Win three, one two three four. Basically, it's a lot of awesome prizes. We'll get to it in a few minutes. That's right. Chilu Posen and the Hamazamrim.
Wow, by the way, the first song request as he was starting was Rebbeinu Elomim. So the, uh, the, the, the tweeter, I texter, I saw it from underneath the Schwarze Reckel. There you go. Anyway, as uh, we said, tonight will be an entertaining and informative and inspiring uh, program. And uh, there, you know, part of what a time does is, uh, you know, they, they, get, they get the greatest uh, doctors in the field to uh, be involved and to, to be behind what a time does. And, you know, it's, the, it's what helps the couples the most. And it's a great pleasure that we have one of, one of uh, <coughs> the greatest uh, reproductive and infertility specialists with us here today, tonight, um, Dr. Josh Klein. Uh, welcome to the show. And we also have Rabbi Mordechai Koenig, the Director of Medical Affairs at a time. Welcome to the show as well. How are you doing tonight? Hi, thank you, you for having me. So, so I call him Dr. Koenig. Uh, there you uh, go. Um, so, Dr. Klein, I, my, my, right off the bat, you know, somebody, somebody as yourself, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're from doctor yourself. First of all, that, that itself, uh, being in this field, got to be challenging at times as well. So how, how do you, how does that, uh, how does that uh, it's, play out? Yeah, no, it's, it's I think it's a big schuss. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to say it. I mean... Uh, we see a lot of tough stories, and uh, it's it's at times it really is the most I can do is give try to give some chizuk, some emotional support to the couples. But the reality is that thank God we in this day and age we have so many great options in terms of treatment that when couples come in and they get the right guidance and they get uh, Dr. Koenig here to <laughs> to direct them you know in the right directions, it's unusual that we don't have a way to help people, you know, uh, find hope and to find success. So, uh, would, would, can would you find would you find that a, a couple? Would you find that a couple that is coming uh, coming to you through the channels of a time come educated and it makes it it's a totally different, um, you know, it makes I, it makes it easier for you as a doctor and, and for the couple as well when they're coming th as an a time couple. A thousand percent. So much so that it, when I meet couples that I can see can benefit that don't have for, for whatever reason haven't been connected uh that's one of the first things i say is give a call because uh, when it comes to infertility you do have to kind of be a little bit of an educated consumer be able to understand the options you have all the yiddishkeit sort of questions and issues that are layered on to treatment it's not a simple thing where you come in you have a strep throat and you get taken antibiotics something to talk about here there's always something to talk about 
and as a as a doctor, but especially as a from doctor who gets out of both sides of the of the equation, it's really uh, crucial that for for young from families or or even not so young from families, but for from people to come in with the with the right questions to ask and the right background to understand what's okay, what should be asked. All those things are really it, it's enormously beneficial for the doctor to be able to give good care to have uh, a couples connected to a place like A-Time. So Rabbi Koenig, the, what's your, I mean, obviously you're sitting here next, next to Dr. Klein. Obviously a, a time must, uh, must be very connected with Dr. Klein. So uh, what, what's, uh, what, what would you like to add to this conversation? And, uh, obviously, Dr. obviously Dr. Klein has given a major contribution to the field. I mean, he has, first of all, a from doctor working here in Brooklyn and the Ivy Gavenkite, and I mean, Devotion. the, the devotions, and what we hear from every patient that he sees, um, they really feel that this is a mensch, and he, he listens to them, and he senses to them, and which that obviously um, adds a lot, because obviously every patient going to the doctor, especially for those issues, you're dealing with a young couple going to the doctor, they're extremely nervous, and extremely anxious, and there's a lot of stress going on and to have a doctor that understands you that is there to help you and is willing to help you and 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 to be a great doctor with all of that to really be a great doctor be in the cutting edge of the field and and be familiar with the cutting edge of the field that how it pertains to the orthodox couple is a huge benefit to the patient so uh so dr klein you know what is you know, we mentioned, we touched on that when a couple comes from a time, it makes it uh, a totally different, but, you know, maybe it could be a little bit more specific. Like, what is there sometimes, a, a, you know, that a couple walks in and they either they were guided properly or they weren't guided properly? How, how I mean, is there something yeah. you can relate to us that it, how it impacts it uh, directly? 100%. I mean, I think I, I would kind of separate into two levels. The first is the, 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 the sort of basic uh, hand-holding. That's the truth to help couples understand that they're not the only ones, the first ones going through it, to help them understand that there's, you know, again, even if it's something they're afraid that it's not, it's a crazy Shiloh to ask that, that it's been asked before and make them feel comfortable that it's something that they can, they can ask or rough about and, 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 and uh, again, that people have walked those steps before. That's the basic uh, kind of comfort level, I think, to, to have someone hold their hand, really, and that's what A-Time does. But then there's the second level, and, uh, you know, you mentioned, or someone mentioned before the level of devotion, when I, I think the first time I really sat down for a, a serious conversation over Koenig was uh, probably about seven years ago. It was at the American Society for Reproductive Medicine Conference, which is the national conference of all the experts for fertility really around the world that come, all the cutting-edge research, and it was in, uh, I believe, Denver, Colorado that year. So you have to go to the ends of the earth a little bit to, to get the latest. But, you know, there was the group, and, and they're there, and they're there every year, and they're reading all the studies and they're, and they're asking all the experts the latest questions and they really, uh, that's what it is. They go to the ends of the earth to make sure that if there's an answer out there, if there's a treatment out there, if there's new research out there, you know, they're on top of it in terms of making sure that even if the doctor doesn't think of it, maybe to help suggest that it's something, and a thousand percent many times in my, in my experience, it's a, I'll get an idea that I think is a great idea that I didn't think of, but uh, that comes from an A-time counselor. Uh, that's really helpful and ultimately leads, leads to success. So it's really the basic stuff, but it's also the more sophisticated stuff. A-Time is an expert organization. They know it all when it comes uh, to this. Uh, to 100%. This, uh, 
you know, you mentioned, you touched on before about, you know, having uh, Rabban, you, you've been in contact, I mean, you contact Rabbanim and discuss all the, if, if need be, sure. you get involved with Rabbanim sure. and discuss, uh, you know, like this, it could get, uh, help them in, in a- any way, halachically. But I think, I think those, those conversations, those paths uh, over the years have really been paved in terms of, even from the, uh, from the side of the Rabbanim to be able to, kind of get a better grasp of what the issues are and, you know, really kind of be oriented. I think A-Time kind of plays both sides of that role. So it's, Maybe uh, that's something, Rabbi Kony, maybe you want to touch on that. One of, obviously, one of the services that A-Time does provide is, um, that provides is education for Abundant. We constantly have, um, first of all, we have official training for Abundant. Then we have constantly lectures um, for Abundant to keep, keep updating them and keep them informed and obviously because just when the doctor calls the thereof and the, the doctor tries to communicate with the Rav what, what was done, what was not done it's a, v- a very important thing the Rav should understand what a doctor is talking about right. and if, doc- if the Rav doesn't know what the doctor is talking about he could, they're not on the same page they'll never get a, an agreement as far as an answer if it's, if it's um, what the, what's the next step, or what if it's, if it's the, what's the right step to do further? So it's a very important, very vital part is that the rabbanim should know when the doctor when, when there is a child that comes up that there, what the child is and what the doctor is talking about, what tests they're talking about, what treat what what treatment they're talking about, and what is the situation, what is the severity of the situation to make it determine what is the appropriate treatment in this in, in this particular situation. So, uh, Dr. Klein, just, uh, you know, your final words. Why should somebody pick up the phone right now and call 718-WIN-1234 and purchase auction tickets or go on to timeauction.com? If I may interject, that's the best question you asked so far. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the most important. That I want to hear the answer to. There you go. So why, why? Should, why should somebody tonight, right now, support this? And I know you touched I, on some of it. But right now, let's get those phones ringing. How, why, why, should, why should they pick up the phone? I, I think... I think Supporting a time is a direct link to supporting Jewish families, to helping children be born, to helping relieve the suffering of infertile couples. It's, it's not a, an indirect or a third-hand uh, association. Supporting the organization directly impacts the likelihood that couples will access care, that they'll find the right doctors, they'll find the right treatments, and they'll be successful. And it's as simple as that. Uh, help go. build families. More, as much as what I do or anybody else, it's really a direct impact. And you know what, on, on behalf of all the couples that you help and, uh, and uh, the entire time family, we want to thank you because, you know, you really, you know, you make the difficult journey a little bit less difficult and we really appreciate that. And uh, thank you, also, Rabbi Koenig, for all that you do. And uh, any final, Rabbi Koenig, any final words before, before you go? Why they should support. <laughs> I just want to thank Dr. Klein for coming down again. And again, we just had him a few weeks ago, came down to the office to give a lecture for, the, for our couples, which was an online webinar um, for educational education. And whenever we call him, he's there for us. So I'd just like to thank him. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Josh Klein. Thank you so much. Everybody give him a hand. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know... That's incredible. We just heard that they should call 718-WIN-1234. Or a timeauction.com. Why? Time what, what could they win? You, who a timeauctionwait.com. <laughs> <laughs> you get this. There you go. So they, were, they were said before. They were, that way. They were going to, uh, you know, you were going to start before um, to tell us what they oh, could Oh, yeah, win. before we had some issues. What, the right, what could they win tonight right. if they call 718 win one two three four? 
before I even begin, there are amazing prizes. So that's just, you should call just for that reason. 718-WIN-1234 or com. So uh, we have, let's see what we have. First of all, we have Split the Pot. Split the Pot split is going pot. to be in a few weeks. I like that, Split the Pot. It's in a few weeks. Thank you for reminding me. Right. I don't remember. But they still can buy the it's tickets in a few weeks. But you can buy tickets tonight by calling 718-WIN-1234. And you can get one ticket for 72 5 for 180 1,000. The jackpot is guaranteed to reach, wait for it, $100,000. There you go. Now, that is something you don't want to miss. There you go. All right. There's also a brand new raffle. The new raffle this year, the Shabbos Getaway. That's That's right. right. So you can treat your family to a Shabbos experience they will never forget in a good way. Positive. And if the Melmans win, just invite me along. We didn't put it under the name Melman. You kidding? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not telling you what name it was. Wait a second. You should just know. (laughs) Yesterday, when we were having this conversation, I said, you know, what's up with Melman? We write. I won't tell him the name you used. (laughs) (laughs) Who gave you the idea to use a different name? But listen, you get all the credit. In order for you to win, you gotta be in it. And uh, by calling 718-WIN-1234. That's right. So basically for the $100,000 for the trip to Israel and for all the other great prizes, there's 10 packages, which, like I was saying before, if you're Jewish, you're indecisive. It just goes hand in hand. So being that you're indecisive, we made things a lot easier for you. You you can procrastinate your indecisiveness. Totally Jewish. You can push (laughs) off being indecisive till after you win the raffle. Meaning right now, you don't have to choose exactly what prize you want. You choose a, 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 a package. You can... From the f- there's 10 packages, um, $72, $54, $36, $26, and $18, even 10 for kids with the American Girl doll, which is there my favorite go. prize by <laughs> far. Um, no, I'm not joking, by the way. DJ, you heard the, by the way, it looks like it's you're getting a lot. Present. You're getting a lot of tweets over there. I'm just telling yeah, you, we're watching the screen. Yeah, wow. But uh, there you go. I'm watching that one. But <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, if you want to get your tweets up on here, just send it to Twitter with the hashtag. It's the number sign, Yaley. Hashtag yeah, yeah, A-Time Auction. And write either a song request for the Mazamrim. Chilo will be more than happy to do it. Chilo, don't respond. Don't respond. <laughs> I'm not going to respond. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Chilo will be more than happy to do your song request. <laughs> and um, if, you want to have, if you have questions for Yaeli or myself, or if you want to have questions for the, for the Rabbi Jacobson, who's going to um, right speak about the topic of right Kinnach, of the, the challenge of raising happy kids, happy which children. is very challenging, I know, from children. <laughs> yeah, I know from a lot of experience. Um, so you text in to 646-844-2466, 646-844-2466, or tweet again with the hashtag A-Time Auction. Now back to the prizes. There's different uh, you know, We're going to have to take a break groups. from the prizes. There are different groups. Yeah, just one we're more, gonna have one to more to thing. Yeah, one more thing. You, okay. One more thing. You can get different tickets in different packages. Basically, go online to atimeauction.com, <laughs> check it out. You won't be disappointed. Put in your tickets, and you have a chance to win something big. And you're going to get a phone call from us, too, at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's Can't beat right. that. Can't beat that. You Put it in atimeauction.com or 718-WIN, as in winner, as in what you'll be if you put in. Win, 1, 2, 3, 4. 718-WIN, 1, 2, 3, 4. And you can listen to us on Kalbarama, WMDI, 107.9. Why do I always do this when I'm doing the numbers? <laughs> FM. You can listen to us at jradio.com. And um, a timeauction.com. Or com. There you go. Anyway, I was once at a speech, and um, before the speaker got up to speak, it was, he, it was the second year in a row he was invited to speak at this venue. And he got up to speak and he said, before I speak, I just want to tell you something. I once spoke to a caterer and the caterer told me 
that when people tell him that the kugel is delicious, he says, you know, I'll know the kugel is delicious if you take, if you take, if I'll know that you really enjoy the kugel is if you take a second piece. So he said that when they invite him back the second year, it must be that the first year they enjoyed the kugel. You're putting pressure on me now. <laughs> no, it's not you. We're not we're introducing our next guest. Anyway, <laughs> last year, last year we had the schos of having Rabbi Jacobson, who is a, you know, I, I could go on and on and on and, and, and give him titles and, and, you know, a whole introduction. But people really want to, <laughs> people really you want? want to, uh, you know, get, uh, get to the questions. So we're going to get right to the questions. Again, a good way for, uh, for you to get to the questions either by tweeting, at, at, you know, the um, hashtag, hashtag time auction or 646-844-2466. But we got some questions that people um, sent in earlier. Rabbi Jacobson, welcome back to the time auction. How Thank are you, you so much. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. Thank so, you. So we're going to get right to some of the questions that people sent them before, and we're going to see if anybody uh, sends any questions. Hopefully we'll get to as many as we can. Somebody writes here, how do you deal with a child that can't accept any blame and will always shift the blame or deny that he did even, even though he won't get punished? He's, he feels he's always, you know, even though he's going to get, he's not really going to get punished, but it's, it's always Yanim's fault. It's always Yanim's fault. He can't take any blame for himself. How do you deal with that? There is uh, probably an underlying reason that this child feels uh, so uh, resistant to be able to accept accountability, which usually displays and expresses a lack of inner wholesomeness and confidence. And um, confident people can be vulnerable, could say I'm sorry, could say I made a mistake and can take accountability. So I think it's important to demonstrate to the child that he or she will be loved and accepted unconditionally and not judged despite their mistakes. In fact, our name as Jews, our name is Yehudim. Yehudim from the word Yehuda. And the Medrash says that comes from the word Chayda'a. Yehuda had the confidence and the courage to be able to say, I'm accountable. I'm the one to blame. Essential quality of being a Jew to the point that that is our very name is the ability to be able to say I'm imperfect and that is part of my perfection. So I think we have to explain to our children that to be perfect is actually imperfect. A human being is somebody who stumbles, fails, makes mistakes and learns from their mistakes to grow. How, another question here, how do I teach my child self-defense without teaching him to do nekama at the same time? I don't see uh, the contradiction at all between uh, avoiding nekama and self-defense. Nekama means a person who's driven by the feeling of revenge. In other words, my opponent takes over my life to the point that they degrade me and make me join their playing field, that I am now obsessed with revenge. Self-defense is about uh, accessing and actualizing your power mentally, physically, and emotionally. And it's a very blessed phenomenon uh, to give a child the confidence to be able to cherish their body, to be able to protect themselves, is I think a very good thing for many children and may even be vital and extremely healthy 
very good way to uh, build self-esteem and character. Some of them who are athletic by nature, it really enhances their health. And all of us, frankly, can use it. Jews should be strong and powerful on every single level. And let's remember what the Gemara says. It has nothing to do with revenge. It has to do with morality. We live in a world where people have forgotten the important distinction between moral violence and immoral violence. Immoral violence is immoral. Moral violence is moral and sometimes obligatory. If I watch an innocent person being beaten or oppressed or abused, for me to be passive, that is immoral. That is a crime. In fact, when you see immoral violence, it's sometimes only moral violence that stops the immoral violence. Hitler, Yemach Shemoy, was not stopped through a bouquet of roses and a beautiful poem by Roosevelt and Churchill inviting him to undergo some anger management in Los Angeles. He was stopped through moral violence. Uh, the police each, each day and perhaps each, certainly each week and each month save countless lives through moral, moral violence. People listening and watching, you all know a story, one or two or maybe ten, and maybe it happened to you, where uh, self-defense actually saved a life or uh, at least uh, saved a person in one form or another, whether not alive but from being wounded and so forth. So it has absolutely nothing to do, uh, nothing to do with revenge. I, we just got on the, uh, on the tweet line, on the uh, text line, yeah. question to Rabbi Jacobson, when should a parent hit their child or mm. should they at all? Mm. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. I called ooh. I don't know what's so good ooh. about it, but uh, when, a, should, when, a, should a, when should a parent hit the child? I'll tell you, here's the deal. Never, ever, ever hit a child spontaneously in a moment of anger because that has nothing to do with education. That has to do with vengeance and simply your need to let out steam because you're frustrated. But a child should not be the target of your frustration. A much better idea is take a bat, go to your garage, and bat your tire 350 times. If that doesn't help, I suggest 75 push-ups. <laughs> if that still doesn't help, hit the gym, hit the gym or jog or take a swim and do, a, do 100 pull-ups. And if it still doesn't help, then go eat. But... <laughs> Why? <laughs> that usually always helps. That always calms them down. That, oh, that always helps. They could come to the ice cream house and generally, have some ice Generally with men, men need to be fed and watered. <laughs> so, but, so, you know, to hit a child out of the blue because I'm in a very bad mood has nothing to do with education. I believe in today's day and age, it's a very big mistake to hit a child. I, I do not see any real benefit coming out of it. Education, discipline, respect, long-term benefits of polishing your child's diamond, their soul. I don't see any benefits coming out of it. I'm just, I'm just, Sometimes we're so angry. Trach, trach, trach. Think about the times you were smacked. Uh, so I was going to go back. I were remember, you smacked or beaten? But you, but you know what? I never took my finger off the plots when uh, I tattled with the finger because I knew I didn't. I got a patch. But, but today, I'm not saying it was right. But but today you have nightmares when you point at the plot? <laughs> no, I don't point that's, at the plot. That's why you're in radio. <laughs> why aren't you by the books? Why are you in radio? Because, I mean, we're not doing therapy here. But you're not going back there. 
You're not going back there. <laughs> no. Um, uh, uh. I think we, oh, people, you have to be very, very careful. Um, uh, you don't want to destroy your child, their confidence, their trust, in a moment of anger. Even if you believe, let's say, that hitting a child is productive, here is what I would suggest to you. In a moment of calmness and serenity, make a list of what sins your child does that deserves a patch. a patch. And follow that list. But if you make that list in a moment of relaxation, I want to see that list. <laughs> I could almost promise you that it will be very, very hard for most functional people in a moment of relaxation to tell me what goes into that list. Most of our patching and smacking comes in a moment of our own frustration when we are not operating from a place of wholesomeness, confidence, and love. We're operating from a place of pettiness, narrowness, and anger. And that is not education. Well, uh, somebody sent in a, a, thing, uh, a question here, and I want to expand on it a little bit. My first grade student wrote a sentence using the word home, and they wrote, I hate my home. How should I re react and deal with it? And I guess I, I want to expand on that. Sometimes when a teacher or somebody that's in the yeshiva sees something and that, that might, uh, how does they, how from within the school, how do you react to that? I think that the teacher should discuss it with the principal or discuss it with some educational professionals who are hopefully employed or part of the school. Um, maybe it would be appropriate after consultation to discuss it with mommy or with tati sometimes let's face it it means nothing you know uh, when a child says uh, tati i hate you or mommy i hate you sometimes it's a good sign because uh, in orphanages children don't tell the people i hate you because they know that their position here is not confident when you could tell tati i hate you mommy i hate you sometimes it's a good sign but it's not always a good sign so it's important to distinguish is it a smokescreen for something more serious? And, you know, for this you have to know the child, know their background, know what's happening in the house, look for other symptoms, and sometimes it has to be addressed. It should not be ignored. Yeah. You have to consult either the school psychologist, the principal, maybe talk about it with the parents, maybe not. But the point is, seek advice, because if there's something more serious, it's our duty to address what, is ha what may be happening what may be happening uh, in the home. Sometimes children have a tendency when they really love something to say that they really hate it. You have to remember that too. How was the ice cream last night? Horrible. <laughs> How was the trip? The worst trip in the world. But of course, when you see pictures of the trip, you know, they're all smiles all day. So sometimes the confidence allows us to say, you know, we hate it. So you really have to be able to distinguish between the two. It definitely shouldn't be ignored and, and to no. pursue it. And if it's a one-time... Whenever a child says something, you have to listen. The most important, one of the most important qualities of Chinuch is to listen to your child, not to speak to your child, to listen. One of the most frequent terms used in Gemara is Toshma. Toshma means come and listen. listen. The motto of Jude the Jewish people is Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael, listen. 
Don't speak. I know we love speaking. I'm the first one to, uh, <laughs> the first one to uh, maybe embody that. I have no idea. But with that, no, no, no. no. With Can't relate. But let's 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 pay tribute <laughs> to all the thousands of people who are listening. There you go. Yeah. If not, we, we wouldn't be here. True. We may be talking. It's not like we're giving listening. them much but, of a choice, but, but you know, though. But, but yeah, they, yes, could, they, they could turn it off. They, they could turn it off. But but you know, which, it's a which they may be doing already. <laughs> Maybe they did already. So we could talk turn to ourselves. That's fine. In Chinuch, you have to listen to your child. And not only listen to what they say, listen to what they don't say. They once asked a great pianist, why are you so much more respected than other pianists? Well, they all play, they all follow the notes. He says, it's the pauses that make me unique. It's the pauses. It's what's between the lines. It's the pauses of your child that you've got to listen to. It's what your child doesn't say. It's the gestures, it's the reactions. Sometimes parents are too busy and stressed. They don't listen to their children. Children speak. They speak at night. They speak in the bathtub. They speak during dinner. They speak in the car. They speak They tell you a lot of things. Listen, because if you don't listen, suddenly at the age of 15, you're like, wow, this was going on from seven? Why didn't I know about it? Mommy, I tried telling you. Tati, I tried telling you. Now they don't speak to us like adults speak to us. They speak like children. We have to listen. Somebody uh, wrote in a question here earlier, how do I know when to help my child but not help them that much where it's bailing them out for his mistakes? And sometimes a child doesn't uh, do his homework. It's the night, before, the night before the test or the night before the project is due and the, the parents are finishing the project, or you could go to school the next day and uh, get an F on the, on the, on the uh, test. I'll tell you, the key here is, there are three qualities that Tyrus uh, Hanister, Sifre Musser, Hashkofa, Kabbalah, Hasidah speak about at length. And we're now in Sfiris There's Chesed, there's Gvura, and there's Tiferes. Chesed is Avram, Gvura is Yitzchak, and the deepest is Yaakov, all of his children joined Klal Yisrael, where Yitzchak had an Esau and Avram had a Yishmael. And the difference is, Chesed is love. Love, 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 I just give, 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 I will bail you out forever. And I don't demand accountability. And I can have a Yishmael. Yitzchak is very disciplined. It's quit per quo. What you deserve is what you get. You earn what you create. Yaakov is the synthesizer. Tiferes means beauty. It also means empathy. Empathy means I don't have blind love. I don't spoil you rotten. But I don't sit as a detached disciplinarian and say, you know what? You didn't do the work. Suffer the consequences. I really empathize and try to feel what is the child going through. Ultimately, I want to build my child. I want my child to be a success story. Sometimes that means forget the rules. Bail them out. Sometimes it means teach them a lesson, but always focus on what is going to be the impact on them. Don't be right. Be smart. Be empathetic. Tune in to what it will do to your child because you will gain very little from sitting back one day and telling your therapist, I was doing the right thing. You may have been doing the right thing and you may go straight to Elam Haba. But you know what? You failed. There you go. 
Uh, I, have, uh, I have a two-year-old daughter who is very active and does a lot of trouble. That's good. <laughs> how do, how do I teach her to listen and do what she is told she has to do? She the future on radio. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a wonderful... She's two years old and two making years trouble. She's making trouble. <laughs> that means she's active. Isn't it called the terrible twos for a reason? Yes, yes, yes. What would you like... What would you want her to do? I'll tell you. I know of a particular child who was extremely lively creative and naturally aggressive but it came from his love of life he had a zest of life and uh, at some point his parents noticed that he was like a different child he was calm and relaxed and the teacher uh, met them at PTA and the teacher says you know your child came in wild and lively but Baruch Hashem after six months I trained him to sit in one place a whole day and now he says nothing all day the teacher was bragging, but it was a tragedy because you don't want to stifle creativity. Remember, one of the very interesting mitzvahs in the Torah is that you were not allowed to be misares, we're not allowed to castrate, we're not allowed to eliminate the reproductive powers of even a dog, a cat, a non-kosher animal. You're never allowed to destroy its procreative ability. Why? You know, what do farmers do with bulls? Bulls could go crazy. Bulls could go crazy. You know how many problems they have with cats in Yerushalayim? <laughs> you have in Yerushalayim, you yeah. saw cats? Mm. So they gave a simple suggestion. Why don't we eliminate their ability to reproduce? You're not allowed to. The, the Rebbeinu Shaloylam says, even a cat, don't destroy its koyach hayitzira, its power to create. Remember, yetzer and yoitzer are the same thing. The Yetzer is directly associated with your creative power. Creative powers can be destructive, but they have to be harnessed. So your two-year-old is making trouble. That's a wonderful sign. You don't want to stifle her energy. You want to politely and gently teach her about her great power, her beautiful potential, and most importantly, that she is a, uh, a reflection of Hashem's light. How do I deal with a neighbor who has a negative effect on my eight-year-old son. They live next door, and I don't know how to deal with it. Ooh. Another ooh. <laughs> That's a wonderful question. Um, how do I deal with this neighbor? I guess there's... Uh, yeah, I'm not moving, and they're not moving. So right. they, they're going to be neighbors for a while. They're going to be neighbors for a while. It's like us two tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do I deal with him? Right. Help me. So there's two models. Model number one may be simpler. Model number two is a little harder, but much deeper. You want me to look there? Okay, I'll look there. But I'm talking to them, but I guess I'll look yeah, there. Yeah, I'm loving this. I'm gaining okay. so much. It's fine. Model <laughs> number private Personally, yes. Model, model number one is, and it's important to maintain, if there's seriously negative influences, you have to create borders and boundaries. What's the expression of the poet? poet I think it was Robert Frost. Good fences, good neighbors. Make. That's true for adults, but it's also true for children. I have to put in the borders and the boundaries in place and replace the void by finding uh, alternatives and sometimes creative alternatives, which may be difficult, but I may not have a choice because you want your child to be able to maintain his or her purity and his or her innocence. But there is also a second approach, which may also be necessary. And I guess both approaches are, are necessary at different points and in different moments. And that is, 
You know, we have an expression in the Gemara at the end of Masech Tessukah. Euler Russia, Euler Schreiner, Teufel Atzadik, Teufel Schreiner. So I don't mean to call anybody a Russia. I'm just using it as a as a as a borrowed term. What the, you're what you're asking, whoever the questionnaire is, I'm dealing with an issue of Euler Russia, Euler Schreiner, meaning somebody who is behaving negatively is affecting their neighbor. Euler Russia, Euler Schreiner. Remember, why don't you reverse it instead of saying they're the Russia and you're the Shachen? Why don't we make you should become the Tzadik? They'll become the shachin of the tzaddik, so it will be toivla tzaddik, toivla shchenai. In other words, empower your child to become a mashpia, not a mekabel. Empower your child to become a leader who will inspire the other child. That way, you don't only put him on the defensive, you put him on the offensive. You give him the ability to be able to touch another person's life. And you may be shocked of how your child will take to that and live up to that mission and calling. Can I ask a question at time? Please do. I just want to ask a question. Is it safe to send a child into such a situation? Meaning as much as you empower him, you make him the good guy, but you're still putting him together with a friend. This that you have to judge individually. The type of child you are. Some children are very docile and submissive. And therefore, they don't have the koyach of They just absorb everything. So you really have to know the child, the characteristics of the child, the characteristics of their neighbor. But this is the obligation of parents and educators to really examine very well and really think every day about where our children are at and how we can do what we have to do in order to help them uh, actualize their, uh, their beauty, their soulfulness, their depth and their power. Our final question for this segment, we're going to have another segment a little later with Rabbi Jacobson, uh, but our final question for this segment, a sister and a brother, age five and age four, they are always fighting and arguing. Is there any way to have them bond, or do you need to wait until they get a little older? Well, welcome to the club. Uh, this, <laughs> is, uh, this is what sisters and brothers have been doing uh, since Adam and Chava, I mean, it happens to be the first murder was a brother towards a brother, but the reason <laughs> he murdered his brother, but the reason he murdered his brother is because they were fighting about a sister. <laughs> so just remember that. That was the first, uh, you know, homicide in history. The point is, listen, a lot of this is, uh, is natural. I don't think that means you have to wait till they get older. I think you have to seize every opportunity um, to help them communicate with each other and to maybe put them in situations that they will be bonding with each other. Sometimes um, uh, when children uh, are put in certain situations, the best and sweetest qualities come out of them. There are certain things that as parents we can do to help our children bond with each other, to help the brother and sister uh, communicate, do fun things together. Sometimes he, he could be uh, given an opportunity to protect his sister or his sister to nurture her brother. So there are ways in which I think we could uh, find the ability for more uh, cooperation, especially if there's something perpetually going on that is nagging one of them, sitting on one of their hearts. So we have to listen to them. We have to understand what's bothering them. We have to talk to each one individually, but certainly part of it is just inherent to uh, you know, the familial reality. Thank you so much, Rabbi Jacobson. Thank, and, you. Thank uh, you for yes. listening. And again, I hope while you enjoyed that, you called 718-WIN-1234 or a timeauction.com. A time auction.
Thetimeauction.com. So, uh, so, so um, again, questions. So, so again, if you want to, later on, we're going to, later on, we're going to get, uh, we're going right. to have another segment with Rabbi Jacobson. So you could, either you could send in questions via text to six four six eight four four two four six six. Or what's this? What was the number? What was the number? Six four six yeah. eight four four two four six six. What's this? Six four six eight four four two four six six. Too fast. Six four six. Eight four four. Two four. Six six. Let's try this. Six. Four. Six. Eight. Four. Four. Two. Four. Six. Six. There you go. Or or on Twitter. Hashtag a t. Hashtag a time auction. Hashtag which is the pound sign, the number sign, the thing in the bottom right corner of your phone. Cordless. Try it. Might work. There you go. And so, uh, so, no. that's, uh, so, yeah, so, yes. And you can listen to us on Kalbarama WMDI 107.9 FM. You can listen to us at jradio.com or you can watch us, which is, of course, the best option at A Time Auction, D O T C O M. A Time Auction. So it says, And now, uh, without further ado, the we one. have once again. And the Hamazamrim with lead vocalist Sroli Werdiger. <laughs> Welcome, Sroli. And, and everyone else, how are you all? And what about Yehuda? I guess DJ I'm Yehuda. everyone else. I forgot about you, DJ Yehuda. I'm everyone else. Look at that. <laughs> there you go. DJ Yehuda, how are you today? Thank you, Baruch Hashem. About to get better. Nice to meet you. I gotta you. hear something go. good. Very good. Sroli Werdiger and the Hamazamrim. Oh, 
Zamrim with the soloist Sruli Werdiger. Wow, incredible. We are coming to you live from the ice cream house in Borough Park. The crowd, there is a crowd enjoying ice cream. You can come out tonight, right? Is the crowd enjoying themselves so far tonight? I come on. I, I think we're the only ones that didn't get ice cream. That's well, but at 2 o'clock in Mr. the morning, Producer. you're still going to be saying that, that we're the only ones. Because you're not going to eat ice cream on. Oh, maybe you will. I will. <laughs> come on. Anyway, free. We, have, it's free. we have somebody on the phone. Um, we have somebody on the phone that actually, you know, sometimes you hear these jokes and you wonder, did somebody, does somebody actually win? Or is it all a hoax? Right. And we know sometimes, I know later on at night, we're going to call some of the winners. Which they could were, be you. Which could be you. If you so you better call 718-WIN-1234. Easy number to remember. 1234. 718-WIN-1234. Yeah. Or, or a, t- a time auction. And you could be the guy we call next year. Tonight. What next year? Ne- you could be the guy we call next year now. as the winner from this oh, year. Right. So we have like with guy. us we have with us live via telephone the winner of the family fifty-four package from last year's auction. Oh, Yehuda wow. Davis, welcome to the time auction. How are you tonight? Wonderful. Thank you for 
having me on air. Yeah, so uh, so first tell us, uh, you uh, you want the, fa- the family... Yehuda, fif- I like your name. That's first of all. <laughs> I really do. Thanks. So you have you won the family 54. When did you find out that you won, the, uh, that you won this prize? Uh, actually, it was the morning after. Um, I, I fell asleep and missed a phone call um, when they called to tell me they had won the package. And the next morning, I had a voice note and a voice note, that's when I found out. You found, so what exactly did you win? What, what was the prize that you won? Um, so, uh, you know, actually, this actually makes the excitement of the win. Um, it drew out the thrill that instead of just winning, we were given the choice of choosing from um, a couple of different it. options. Right. Um, I can't hear. So, you know, there were a few different options That's that we had to pick from. It's just not clear. Yeah, go, go ahead, Yuda. And uh, we ended up picking uh, one of the options that they, that they offered. So how are they, you know sometimes also you win and then you wait you probably waited for your prize a, a long time or was a it was a nice experience dealing with the entire, the, the folks at the time auction. It was it was a wonderful experience. Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was exciting and um, and, and daytime stuff were, were were all over it. So a, a very incredible incredible. So I'm assuming you have tickets for tonight's uh, for tonight's uh, absolutely. Yep. That's addictive. That's addictive <laughs> yeah. gambling. No, no, no. This is a, this is tzedakah. Right. Yeah, Actually, I want to ask you, by the way, after you win it, do you still realize that the money you gave is still a chesed? You gave tzedakah, or now it's like you paid for your prize? What do you think of it as? Good question. Um, I think I still deducted the the, the raffle from my master account. Mm-hmm. I can't even hear. Very you. good. No, he gave you. Oh, you gave my sir. You deducted the. Oh, the wait, wait, wait! Do you ask Rob if you have to uh, give he again? Sure, <laughs> he asked the Rob. I'm sure he no, listened. No, We're good, not good, good. He listened. It's up to him. I'm kidding. Anyway, you, uh, you, you can give your master too. Yeah, of course he gave it to. Win time. one, two, three, four. He gave it to a time, right? Not him, them. Uh, them, they're the people you. that are eating ice yes. cream. <laughs> anyway. And the listeners and the watchers. Anyway, Yehuda. So, um, you know, we have you on air. You know, obviously, you bought tickets and you're supporting this incredible organization. What is it about a time that you that you that you that possessed you to buy the tickets? Is it that you saw a great raffle, or you have a connection to a time and you wanted to you wanted to purchase tickets? Um, definitely, because I, I felt the organization was something that I wanted. Um, I mean, I, I do enter other raffles as well, but a time gets probably more of my attention than than the many other organizations. There you go. Um, they they. It's very inspiring to see, to hear what they do and, 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 and the amount of tests they do to help so many people who, 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 go, through so, who go through so much pain. Um, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to be a part of that and to help them as much as I could. Actually, one was definitely a bonus, but um, you know, that, they, the main thing is to be, to be a part of the organization. Very good. Thank you, Yehuda Davis, the winner of last year's uh, 54 Family Package. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us here on the air tonight. As you heard, Yehuda Davis just said that he gives the time auction more, more attention than other the, because it's important. Good move. And that's why tonight we should call. And, uh, 718 win. What are you looking at? 1, 2, you. 3, 4. Oh, 718 win. 1, 2, 3, 4. 718 Give win. Give it a call. <laughs> win or go to atimeauction.org.com. Dot com. Yeah, probably. I think it works on both. But no, some uh, that's, it's, it's a, a make sure the dot is D O T. It's the most important part. <laughs> no, no, no. The dot, the little dot. That much I know you. <laughs> anyway, 
That, uh, thank you. That was incredible. So you see, we might call you, you later. You can actually win. You see. Or you might hear Chilu posing tomorrow morning on your voicemail like you who the Davis did. Yeah. yeah. You remember calling him? I met this guy this morning. Somebody in Shiel. No, sure. And he says, Chilu, what's my chances that I'm going to win this year? No. I said, what was your chances that you're going to win last year? <laughs> he says, I won. There you go. So I think they're probably lower. So I said, chances. don't buy. <laughs> no, no. It's addictive, right? I you know. just told people not to. How can you? you him, him, him only. Him only. No one else. Anyway, so that was it again. 718-1234-timeauction.com. Our next guest, our next guest uh, sitting next to me. You know, we mentioned before, we heard the incredible speech from the Shasathan. We have uh, one of the, uh, one of the Leimdim of the Shasathan, not just one, not just two, but all three Shasathans. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the uh, Time Auction tonight, Chaim Rothstein. Welcome to the show. How are you? Fantastic. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. It's, it's great to have you here. Now, you know, sometimes they, you know, you do something once, it's an incredible experience. You do something twice, three times to, uh, to, 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 to participate in the Shasathan. First, tell us a little bit about that experience, about the actual Shasathan. How, how did you know about the Shasathan the first time, and uh, what was the experience like? Do you want to explain what the Shasathan is? Well, the Shasathan is a, right. For all the people, I don't there know what go. it is. What is it? Sure, I'll explain that. There so, you go. So the Shasathan essentially is um, a collective of a lot of different people from a lot of different places, and they come together and essentially finish the entire Shas in one day under one roof. So the way that it works, which sounds like an incredible it's feat, impressive. which it is, um, uh, they divide Shas into, I think it was 271 different sections, uh, about average of 10 blot each section, and um, an email goes out, um, you could sign up on their website, um, and you could choose a section for yourself. So I think it's actually started originally, I think Ramir Shapiro, the founder of, of Dafiomi, uh, his Talmudim asked him um, what he wanted for his birthday. Which I find interesting because I don't even know my Rebbe's birthday. I don't, do they even celebrate birthdays? And anyway, so he said, I want the entire Shas finished in one day from you. So they all got together probably that day or the next day and finished Shas. So we really, they didn't have the months to prepare, I guess. Um, but they, they divided up the Shas and you can do it with Chavrusa. You can do it individually. Uh, you raise money. You get your own page on the A-Time website dedicated to you. So people can donate straight to your page. You can send a link out to your friends and family. Um, and it's uh, one day over two Siddharam in the morning um, and afternoon Seder, and they finished the entire shots in one day. So what, what, what was that experience like? First of all, it, it, pr- from the first one to the third one, it's probably, it was probably a different experience, or it was, uh, it's, it's been, so been there, done that. Right, not exactly, at all. Um, I mean, eight time always goes all the way with all these events, so right. I was thinking, you know, the first time it's going to be some kinks, it won't be as, you know, perfect or amazing or out of this world but the, the first time they knocked it out of the park and unbelievably they've Good even man, there you go. every time every year they've, they've gone even more and more um, incredible and organized in different facets and, and aspects of it that are just incredible did you have the same daf, 10 daf every year or you that would have been smart right <laughs> no um, so my first year Yo, you know I did is there anyone out there <laughs> my first year I did um, the first slot in Yuvamas, because I had been learning that in Shiva that year, so that worked out really well. So I did uh, the first uh, slot in Yuvamas. Second year, I did um, the first slot in Shkalim, which I found out after I signed up that it was actually Yerushalmi Masechta, so that was interesting limud for me, but it was good. And then, Challenge. And then this past year, I actually did the second slot in Yuvamas, so I'm on track 
over the next number of years. Maybe they'll actually finish Yivamos as oh, part of the. There you go. So, so you, you, you're planning to be at this year's Shasafan. I'm. I, once you're already a Lomid, you get an earlier email out if you want to sign up. Here's the chance because you know a lot of the slots fill up very quickly. Um, even though each year, you know, last year they added a few more slots. Um, so yeah, I definitely plan on staying involved as long there as I can. There you go. There you go. So, so what was that experience like? You know, finishing Shas, the, the Simcha must have been incredible. That incredible. Night. Like, it, literally like a wedding. I mean, I if for anyone who was Zoka to be by the the uh, Sima Shas in City Field, oh, I was yeah. there. So that if you can imagine that, the feeling, the the incredible just energy of of, the, of all the people, all the people involved there. Um, was, it was palpable, and similarly at, at the Shastan, it, on, it's anything comparable would be the, the, city, the city field experience that I had. Um, if you could just imagine, they, they convert the entire large conference room, I don't even know if it's a conference room, it's more of like a ballroom, into a base madrash. They have tables set up like any other base madrash, they have a podium up front, they have big screens all around um, set up, you have the daf counter so you can see as the dafim are learned. The most important thing, is there a coffee room? <laughs> oh, don't get me started on the food. I, well, that's a whole other segment. In that's not as much as that a coffee room. By the way, yeah. I just got an alert that if you want to get an alert when the when the, the the registration opens up, you can send an email to shas at a time dot org, shas at a time dot org, and you'll get an, an email uh, as soon as registration. Then you can get one of the. Uh, if you want to sign up. Sign up. Yeah. And it's not yet. Not yet. You 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 send You'll an get email. It. Right. I it think will it, come. I think it's uh, after Yamta. I think it's after Sukkis time. I I don't remember correctly. I think it's after Sukkis. But you're not going to remember. So do it now. Right. So go to shas at dot org, and uh, sign up to get a uh, to get. Uh, Whenever they open up the sign up, yeah, and, and do it fast because they fill up quickly, yes. and you don't want to wait until the last minute because then all that's left is. I don't know. He already has the rest of the so there's not much left. Chaim, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, you had these incredible experiences. My question to you is, obviously, why, why did you get involved in, with the Shasatan? Why is it so important to you? And uh, what, is, you know, what is the time to you where that, that, you, that you, you know, you're ready to do it for a fourth year in a row? Um, so I found, um, I've, I've been affiliated with, with the time for, for a little while, part of that A-Time family. It's a wonderful organization. Um, Anything I can do to help. So they, they've raised, I think, over $2 million last year wow. uh, by the, by the Shasathan. So that was an incredible wow. thing to be a part of. But I found the, the Shasathan, I think, for, for a lot of couples, is a unique opportunity in that often when it comes to uh, the Nisayan of infertility, it's very uh, difficult for people in your inner circle, even outer circle, friends and family, to be able to approach you or offer their support in a way. Because it's, it's, you know, it's an intimate, it's a, it's a private, Touchy personal subject. type private. of Nisayan. So... So I saw this as an amazing opportunity for people to be able to send an email um, to people that they never even broached the subject to before and in the email just say, yeah, this is, this is a way that you can offer your support. This is a way that I can see that you're thinking of me. Um, and people can donate, even if it's $18, and they can put a little post on your page that can send you an anonymous message. And it's a way of kind of allowing that entry point for certain people who would love wow. to show their support and there's no way for them to do it because it's, it's, it's a very difficult thing for them to, to open so this, that door. The, this, opens, this opens challenges between the couples and the, and the world at That's large. right. In a way, in, in, in a, in a, in a, not that it's all of a sudden it, it, the floodgates open and then they feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, let's just talk right, about it. Yeah, it's of a of way course. of showing support. It's, it's, well, yeah, yeah, I, I saw it as, a, as a, an incredible opportunity in that way um, to be able to give back to an organization that does so much uh, for the eight-time couples. Really? Um, and... And yeah, I mean, and the zechus, the zechus of such a such an event for the couples, for for all of Klal Yisrael. I mean, it's massive Kiddush Hashem. From the learning itself, there were there were amazing speeches. There were there were um, 
I mean, the music, the food, obviously, any A-time event's going to have food. incredible food. Um, I think Pomegranate had a big part to do with that. Yeah. Um, but it was from the start, they had, you know, coffee and danishes in the morning, and they had lunch in the afternoon, and they had a massive gala banquet at the end of the day for everyone. Other people came, wives were able to come, families were able to come. It was an absolutely incredible experience. I highly recommend anyone to... So, uh, Chaim, just tell me, now, now that you did the Shazathan three times, you became Reb Chaim. So Chaim, tell me, why, why should somebody support? Call right now, 718-1234, your final words. Why should somebody pick up the phone and support this incredible organization? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> the best one. And we're going to get that. even a greater answer. Hopefully. <laughs> um, like I was saying before, it's, um, there are a lot of Nisiones out there. There are a lot of populations of people that are dealing with difficulties. This is something that is, uh, is close to my heart. It's a, a very unique and sensitive private kind of Nisayon that A-Time has done a great job at kind of opening uh, the window to the world for them to be able to see in a, a, even a, a glimpse of, of, what, of what it is and how much help is necessary for these couples, both emotional help and, and monetary and physical help. Um, they do an incredible job. We, uh, from, I'm sure people will talk about the Shabbatones and all the other events. I'm not going to get into all those things. But they, they literally run the gamut from every possible type of help that these couples would need, they're, they're touching that. They're, they're impacting that. So it's an unbelievable opportunity. Very good. You just heard him right now. Call 718-WIN-1234. Buy the incredible packages. And uh, the like email. this. That's right. And if you want to get an early alert to be able to sign up for the uh, Shasathon next year. And Shas, join this man. Right. You'll, you'll meet Finish Shas in one day with Sh- good food. <laughs> there you go. Good Shasatatime.org. Shasatatime.org. Rebchaim, thank you so much. And Amir Tzashem, you know, you should, uh, you know, you should finish your vomit. So what is it? It's got, you got a few years to get there. But uh, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Anyway, again. You had to cheat during the year also. You don't have to just no, do it. No, 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 no. They, they, I mean, you can learn. You finish your vomit. You have to learn the 10. Anyway, thank you so much, Rebchaim Rothstein. Thank you. And again, we wish you the call right now, Yehuda, to enter into the raffle. Yeah. So, 718. Win one two three four. That's seven one eight. Win as in what you can be if you call. Win one two three four. You can win amazing prizes. And being that you're indecisive, like he is, <laughs> so you can. It's <laughs> terrible. I'm sorry, but this is Rabbi, yeah. Rabbi Jacob. Someone said we have to set boundaries. That's what, what we have. That's why we have the, tissue, have box. the tissue box over here. <laughs> to keep it, you know. So uh, you can win from these ten packages of amazing prizes, and in each package, when you win. Like you heard Yehuda Davis before. Right. You, you can be a winner like him. And you and can, choose, you can get and a phone so call excited. next year. It's amazing. So when you win, you then choose from this package of one of the ch- prizes that you want. Prize. Each prize in itself is amazing. There so you go. all you got to do is put in for one of the, one of the whatever they call it, categories. And, um, and then when you win, you'll get a phone call from us at like 2 o'clock in the morning. It's the best part of the whole thing. And then you get to pick your actual prize. There you go. Thank you. Win one two three four seven one eight. Win one two three four or atimeauction.com. Thank you, uh, DJ Yehuda Melman. Anyway, we have with us live via telephone. He is the director of trauma bereavement and crisis intervention for OL, and is an essent- is essential to the Atime pregnancy loss program. Dr. Norman Blumenthal, welcome to the Atime Auction. How are you doing this evening? Thank you very much. Prakash, I'm doing well. So, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, you're very involved, I know, in, in obviously you're in OHEL, but, t- you know, tonight we're, um, uh, you know, we're, we're highlighting what, you know, your, very, your involvement with the Time Pregnancy Loss Program. So we're going to get right to it. 
What does someone that experienced a, a uh, stillbirth um, want from their, want from their family? I Meaning, if they, you know, how, how how should their family um, deal with with uh, with it? Well, stillbirth is sometimes referred to in the literature as a disenfranchised grief, because unfortunately, and I would say erroneously, even if well meant, uh, people sort of downplay and sometimes even uh, lessen the gravity of the loss that someone who experiences stillbirth and the people who do go through this kind of loss feel that they don't have a community or sometimes not even a family that will validate or the enormity of the pain and the suffering that they're going through. So what can a family can do is validate for them that this is a real loss, that there, there was, there's a child that uh, the mother was attached to and, believe it or not, even the father even though it was somewhat more ephemeral, but a father also has an attachment to, that is now not alive. And it's a grief like any other. And allowing the parents to grieve and uh, not offering solutions or not uh, trying to diminish it, but to embrace them, validate it, and give them a whole lot of love is what a family can do. Uh, will, you know, somebody that went through a stillbirth, Will, you know, the, you know, many of them think, will they ever be the same? The, the husband thinks, will my wife ever be the same? A sibling thinks, will my sister ever be the same? A friend thinks, will, will my friend ever be the same after going? Or will they be able to come back and, and, and jump out of this, get, out, get through it? Well, events of this enormity do change us. They do have a, a lifelong impact. So to say, will the other person ever be the same, I don't think we can say that. I think that something of this magnitude impacts upon us and makes us different people. I often comment that there's a very big difference between being affected and damaged. Uh, we're affected by these kinds of events. We're not necessarily damaged. So I think it's fair to say that people who have experienced a stillbirth are uh, enormously affected and probably can identify, maybe not right away, but at a certain point, how it has changed them. But it doesn't mean necessarily that they're compromised in any kind of significant way. Sometimes people even ultimately become strengthened or, or find some perspective on life or lesson to learn from the tragedy. You know, but uh, Baruch Hashem, a few years pass and uh, they have a new baby. Another baby. Will, will that baby help alleviate or take away the pain that they went through during the stillbirth? So I have to sort of give you a, a yes and no answer to that. Um, experience and what a lot of the literature uh, cites is that the, the having a baby will help the parents reclaim their sense of being a parent, of the mother, to be able to be someone who uh, is a giver of life. And that's extremely important because the shock of a stillbirth, I mean, that you're in the process of one of the most miraculous events that we're entitled to, uh, to, to actually be the provider, if you be the giver of life, and then for it to so dramatically change. It's terribly shocking, and it erodes for the mother in particular a sense of uh, femininity or a sense of being a mother, and then for the father as well. So therefore, having a child subsequently in a vibrant that child that's living does, does undo, or does the logic that will undo that um, pain or that assault to their sense of parenthood. However, the grief, the loss, there, this was a child and this uh, is a child, and the child that was born is stillborn, and there's an attachment 
to that child. And that loss can't be, like any loss, cannot be replaced. And there certainly is grieving that continues even after the birth of a subsequent child. Um, my final question to you, Dr. Blumenthal. You know, you're, you're very involved, you know, with the time pregnancy loss program. So we're going to highlight that. But tonight, obviously, we're asking people to support a time. Your involvement with the time. Why should somebody support this incredible organization tonight? Well, there's a myriad of reasons to support, which I'm sure many are being addressed uh, during this event. Um, and I'll focus exclusively on the part that I'm involved in. It is a very personal and painful experience, uh, a perinatal loss. And one for various reasons, sometimes people feel they can't necessarily share with their friends or can't necessarily openly express with family members, not because there's any negative feelings or any kind of uh, you know, bad relationships, but it's so personal and so delicate that sometimes the necessity to speak to either a professional, or other people who have gone through this experience, or even just the kind-hearted people and the, the, the acutely sensitive people that work for a time who are not necessarily their friends or family is enormously helpful and is really basically indispensable. Uh, Dr. Blumenthal, thank you so much for everything that you do for the, the community in general with OL and everything that you do, and obviously tonight on behalf of all those at Time families that you've helped. Thank you so much, and, and keep up your great work. Thank you so much. It's my great honor. Good luck. Thank you. That was Dr. Norman Blumenthal, who is, as we said earlier, is essential part of the Time Pregnancy Loss Program. And as you heard him say, it's important to these couples, so tonight we need your support. Call 718. Win. 1234. 718. Win. 1234. 718. Win. 1234. And you could win one of the incredible prizes tonight <laughs> that a little bit later on in the program. I know yes. you, have a, you, have a, you have a few favorites, but we got, some, by the way, yes. you, you got to read that one. Somebody, somebody said, the sent a message to, to DJ Yehuda. Huda. Just, Huda. 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 Yeah, just in case you don't win the prize, uh, so we have sweet. an extra American Girl doll because that's the one Yehuda wants to win. All right. So, I put uh, in for it, but if you, I don't if win, you don't win, you're going to go get contact their you, used so. one. How could somebody yeah. send us a message, Yehuda? Tell them, how could they some join the conversation tonight? Just come in. No, I'm kidding. 646. You can come also, by the way. Ice Cream House in Borough Park. You can there join you the go. crowd. 646-844-2466. Again, 646-844-2466. Six, six, I just said that. Anyway, <laughs> that's the number to text in if you have song requests for the Mizamrin, which Baruch Shemkhil is on here, so I can say they will do it. And if you have any questions for the very wonderful guests we're going to have, we're going to have... Well, Rabbi Jacobson's coming Rabbi back Jacobson in a few McKenna, minutes, so we have a lot of questions. we're also going to have David uh, Greenfield. And the Weagas brothers. brothers. Talking about David yes. Greenfield, we have... One more way to do it. Hashtag 8-time auction. Oh, there we go. Yes, on Twitter. Hashtag 8-time auction. And you'll get yourself up on the big screen. There you go. For all to see. Um, so write something smart. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, there are so many people that are there that are there for the community at large. Yes. You know, a time is there for anybody that, that needs, you know, that are, that's going through infertility or pregnancy loss, all the things that a time is there for. But then there are those that are, that are there for the community in every aspect. They're there for all the organizations. They're there for all the, all, all the community whenever, whenever possible. 
And of course, I'm referring to uh, one gentleman like this. I can't believe it that he's here tonight. I'm very excited. Very chashev. That uh, our esteemed councilman, David Greenfield, is joining us here tonight. So, David, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Thank you. I'm doing great. It's great to be here live. And uh, in fact, I actually just came from City Hall. It's budget season. Oh, wow. Budget season. So I thank you because if I would not have had to be here live, I probably would have been there at 1 o'clock in the morning. So you gave me an excuse <laughs> to leave City Hall, so well, I'm you're very welcome. pleased. So thank you, you very much. You yes. know, I, you know, I, this wasn't on the on the agenda, but sure. I'm going to go off a little. You know, sure. you're sitting yes. in City Hall, and we've seen yeah. sometimes the videos of you sure, sitting absolutely. in City Hall, and you get heckled. And what is that like? You know, you're, you're asking questions. You're you're giving this, you know a, a topic uh, that you're passionate about. What? Because you, when you're there's an issue that you believe in, you get passionate, you get behind it, and then there are those that heckle you. Or whatever. What is that like in in, in City Hall? Yeah, you know, it takes time to get used to it. I mean, one of the great things about a democracy is that anybody can participate. And so we're open to the public, and people certainly show up, and sometimes they yell and they scream at you. And, you know, literally, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story, you know, not directly related to what we're discussing, but the other day I was walking out of City Hall, and this woman came over to me. I never met her before in my life, and she started cursing me out, literally cursing me wow. out. And, like, I asked her, ma'am, can you just take a break? She's like, yes. I'm like, why are you cursing me out? I want to know why. She says, well, you know, you did something really terrible. I said, well, okay, do tell me. She said, you were the main councilman who fought to make sure that horse carriages <laughs> were going to stay in Central Park, and I want to save the horses. And I said, ma'am, save the horses. What about the hundreds of jobs of the people who actually are driving the horse carriages. Like, no, the horses are more important. There you go. You know, it's kind of like, like the, the debate. Gorilla the gorilla debate, exactly. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the team child, right? There you you know, if ever there was a question about whether you should kill a gorilla or kill a kid, I'm going to go with killing the gorilla. There you go. I agree with I you. Agree. Contro more controversy here <laughs> live at the A-Time auction exactly. show. But, yes. you know, we're going we're gonna to focus a little. We're, gonna, yes. we're, we're bringing it in, you know. The there are so many, you know, Mikam there are so many organizations, yeah. there are so many, so much, and, you know, Baruch Hashem, we live in, in the United States, we live in New York City, where these organizations are able to do, and, and whether it's getting funding from, from the government, or, you know, certain, uh, certain needs, certain communities that need certain, um, certain things, certain benefits that, that, that and, you know, you've been involved. Any updates or things that you've been involved in lately? Not directly with sure. the time, but, no, you know, absolutely. the community at large that, that uh, no, the community no, it's, can it's, benefit listen, from. Listen, it's a great question, Yaeli. And, and first of all, I want to thank you, and I want to thank DJ Yehuda and, of course, Mrs. Nissen. By the way, it's not just... Yeah, let's give a big round of applause for Mrs. Nissen for her great work go. as a she stands behind the scenes. coordinator. No, there you go. That's right. She's the one that shuts off her mic on time limit. That, that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> it. She's, she's certainly Nobody important. Turns off your mic I just want you to know, know, by the way, DJ Yehuda actually told me he doesn't just want the American Girl Dar. He's also really hoping to win that nice lady's fur coat. I don't know what he's going to do with it, but he said Major he wants Shem to win that. His, uh, so, but I actually think he would look good in it. He's pretty suave. Right? For those of you on the radio who can't see DJ Yehuda, he's Go to a time pretty, now pretty to sharp looking. After time tonight, you might see me in a mink coat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll with nice. an American girl doll. So you know, the, you know, the first thing I want to just say is that, that I don't think people realize the important work that a time does. It's not just a service. When you talk about something, it sounds so impersonal, you know, medical, infertility, loss. The real, the real deal about A-Time, what separates them from any other organization is 
the personal attention and the care. It's the volunteers. You're talking about dozens of volunteers, literally from the coordinators to people who actually will hold your hand and walk you into a medical procedure to mashgichim who are volunteering to make sure that everything goes right. And, you know, I really want to thank them for their phenomenal work first and also send a shout-out to all of shout the folks out. that they've helped because to know that this is, this is a challenge and that's all it is, and we as a community, we really support those folks who are going through that challenge and know that we're, we're pulling for them and we're dobbing for them and we're sure they're going to be successful in Mirza Shem. You know, you know as, a, as a councilman, you know, a, a little bit, when I heard yesterday that you were going to be on the show tonight, so I told the people behind, you know, you, know, you mentioned the gorilla that's all over the news, but there's in New York City. The gorilla. <laughs> in, a gorilla. New, in New York City. Is there a gorilla on the loose? <laughs> no, no, no. no. I didn't know this. There, is, there is a truck in the building, but we're going to talk about that a little. An ice the cream truck. The elephant in the room. Yeah. I, I love the, the original ice cream truck. Original Klein's Absolutely. ice cream truck. That's right. But you know, you know, people are going to come to Klein's ice cream in a few months. Is it true that they're not going to be able to walk out with a shopping bag? It's, or they're going to have to pay five cents for every bag? Is that yeah, true? It's and if you're Jewish, you're not walking out with a shopping bag in English. <laughs> <laughs> no one's doing it. Listen, it's very frustrating. You know, the, the council passed a law a few weeks ago that I voted against, and we fought the fight. We had 20 members who voted against it, but they had 28 in favor. Another function of democracy. You don't always win. And this is a law, in fact, that does put a five-cent bag tax on plastic bags in New York City. And the reason I was so opposed to it, and this is what was so frustrating, is one council member gets up and says, Look, look, I have a bag in my pocket. If I can do this, you can do this. And I said, listen, with all due respect, council member, you're single, you have no kids, you live in a studio apartment in Manhattan, you eat takeout every night, <laughs> once a week you buy half a dozen eggs and a half a bottle of milk and some cereal. That's not shopping. You know, can I know how in our community, you go to the store and we have so many wonderful stores, you walk out with literally 100 bags. I mean, that's like normal. And if you go to those stores with those cheap bags, you can have 200 bags because you got to yeah, double, double them. Double. So it's very frustrating. You know, we're working with uh, my very dear friend, <laughs> Senator Simcha Felder, to see if there's some opportunity to overturn it in the state. We're behind you on this one. And that's something that I'll really, really, uh, it's just frustrating because it's a quality of life issue. And it's just people don't like getting nickel and dime. And that's why I spend a lot of time on quality of life issues. For example, I actually passed... Uh, Two laws that I'm famous for. One, of the, one law that I passed in my first year of office is, you remember those old alternate side parking stickers? They would put a sticker on your car and they would deface your car. I actually got rid of those my because I think that you're, Thank you. you're innocent until proven Thank guilty. You. So why should they put a sticker on the car? And then recently we actually did on the muni meters, you have a five-minute grace period. You know, when you're walking to the Can muni meters. Can you explain that? Because sometimes on the avenue, you know, it expired yeah. and they're there scanning you right away. Happened to me a few weeks ago on 16th Avenue. My office is on 16th and right. 45th. I parked my car. I'm walking to the meter to get the receipt. While I'm walking, this traffic enforcement agent comes over and writes me up a ticket. By the way, they don't care. They know I'm a council member, so what? <laughs> and so they write me up a ticket. So what happens is I get the receipt. So now it's approximately 3.30 in the afternoon. The receipt says 3.31. That's good because you have that five-minute grace Beforehand period. Beforehand also. That's right. But so what happens is... you got to pay for that is, stamp. What's that? you got to pay for that stamp. No, you can actually... That's an excellent question, DJ Yehuda. They have a new newfangled invention. It's called the Internet now. Oh, really? And Yeah, and what you can <laughs> do is you can just take a Whoa. picture of the receipt and with your mink coat, you're going to check this out. Uh, you take a picture <laughs> of the receipt... You can upload it, nyc.gov, and you can fight the ticket 
online. And, and you what can do you do that? Hashtag eight time auction. <laughs> you'll get hashtag, hashtag eight time auction and give 10% of your savings to eight time <laughs> because be it's nice. a wonderful, wonderful organization. So, Council, Councilman Greenfield, why, as you know, I know you touched on it before, but we want people to call, buy the auction tickets. Yeah. And why should somebody support eight times? 718 win one, two, three, four. 718 win one, two, three, four is the number. Because listen, every dollar that you give to eight time is a dollar that you're giving for the growth of Claudia right? Think about it. You know, obviously, there's a famous Chazal if you save a life, you're saving a world. Creating a life, you're literally creating worlds. And, and these are the most dedicated families, people who genuinely want to have kids and care for kids and be part of Klal Yisrael. I don't know what could be a more important cause than that. And also, just to give chizuk to the wonderful volunteers and staff of Eight Times to know that we love them and we appreciate what they do and we appreciate their outstanding work and all the volunteer doctors and professionals and mashkichim and coordinators, they're all great. Eight Time is a fabulous organization. 718 win 1234. Just please, please, folks, one more time. Just don't don't bid on that mink coat because I don't want <laughs> DJ Yehuda to or be disappointed. Please. Or the American Or the doll. Please. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. I want that one. Anyway, Councilman Greenfield, thank you so much again for everything that you do for a time and for the community at large. We really appreciate everything. And, and if there's some way that you... Oh, I wanted to add about the five cents in yes. Moishas or in Kyle, the boxes. You also have to pay for it? Or that no, no. It's a great loophole, actually. You, you, can, use, <laughs> you can use boxes. There you go. There's not going to be the, boxes. The, yeah, the problem is some people tell me the boxes are too heavy. So I'm going to buy a milk and a bread and perfect. take a box. But listen, Yale, I want to thank you. Seriously, you know, this is, this is crunch time now. It's budget season. We're trying to get a lot done. There's a lot of programs that we're trying to fund, including health care and autism and special ed and also child care vouchers for yeshivas and so uh really thanks for getting me out and giving me a break my wife thanks you because i'm home early i'm gonna be home early before midnight don't worry week, you'll get the bill which which is great and uh and absolutely and listen one, two, listen if if honestly if i if i win the mink code it's going to yehuda no thank question. you dj if, yehuda if you win the i think we're the only ones in for it if you win the mink code she's not gonna mind you come home late <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's coming to me <laughs> very good anyway Thank All you right. so much, Can Councilman David Greenfield. Thank you so much. It's been Thanks a for having me. Great to be here on the program. Thank you very much. Thanks for rooting for me. There you go. Anyway, Rabbi Jacobson is coming back, and we're going to again. I, I know a lot of people uh, sent questions. If you sent it, you could send it again with the uh, hashtag. Yeah, is there a way to scroll up here? No, there isn't. That's why I'm telling them to ah, send okay. it again. And there were some good questions. To a, right, to a time Before auction. Before the Kenanim and Huda. There you go. <laughs> a, time, a time auction. Uh, hashtag 646-844-2466. Hashtag A-Time Auction. The number is 646-844-2466. Or on Twitter at hashtag A-Time Auction. A-Time Auction. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, listen, you know. All right. Okay. And, of course, call 718-WIN-1234. 718-WIN-1234. That's right. 718-WIN-1234. We're going to go Rabbi and Jacobson. We're going to go straight for back. For people that, didn't, that, that you sent in the tweets before with the questions for Rabbi Jacobson, send them send in them again. In again if you don't see it on the screen, we don't see it. Right. So send, send it in again. again. I am not sitting here writing them all down. There you, there you go. Um, yeah. Somebody writes here, what can a parent or teacher do to make, my ch to make the children yeah, excited to daven? Uh, davening. You want to give the kids a chiyas and davening. You bring up a very uh, important and sometimes painful subject yeah. because, uh, to be blunt and honest, uh, 
children and adults very often experience davening as uh, extremely, extremely monotonous and boring. I think there's a few things. Number one, before davening, there could be a short little discussion every day, even two, three, four, five minutes. Tell the children an inspiring story that relates to davening. Explain a line of davening. Explain a section of davening. So through the year, through the months, the child understands the structure of davening, the meaning of davening. Give it meaning. And also, age-appropriate, sometimes they stretch out a davening, and for a, a particular age, it's simply, simply too long. And I think every parent and every child, every t educator, we have to be extremely creative to be able to allow our children to feel and experience an intimate relationship with Hashem. Maybe the greatest gift a parent and an educator can give a child or a student is the ability for them to feel that they have a personal, intimate relationship with Hashem. Incredible. Yes, yeah, uh, not always so easy, but uh, definitely... Yeah, I guess we all got it. Even as adults, we got to work on our Not toilets, even, so. precisely, as, precisely adults. as adults. There you go, uh, thank uh, you. Only a father and mother who have a real relationship with God, I think, can impart that to children in an authentic way. I can't give my, it's very hard to give your child something that for you is very alien, because children are very sensitive to truth and honesty. They pick up on things immediately. How do I help my child have a mind of their own, not always looking at what their friends are doing? It's actually a student they're asking. It looks like it's a teacher writing. Right, right. Same. That's same. different. It's a different competition from with the right? marks. That's a different question. One of the better lines I've once heard is, we're all born as originals and most of us die as copies. Mm. I think it's important. It's a great line. <laughs> I think it's important to communicate to our children that... Uh, individuality is not only a uh, luxury, it's a duty. The Rebbeinu Shalayla made every person differently because he wants every person to be different. Chazal tell us in Sanhedrin, Ein in Shavas, no two mindsets are alike. That, it's not a mistake. That's part of the design. In other words, I have my light that I bring into the world, but you have your light that you bring into the world through your resources, your mind, your heart, your neshama, and your individual circumstances. So it's not only a luxury thing for you to think on your own. It's, it's, it's a duty, it's a responsibility for you to fully express your presence in this world because your presence is a unique expression of Hashem's light that nobody else can substitute. This one is uh, a, a little bit sensitive, but I think it's an important one. If you suspect your child is doing something inappropriate, uh, yet you aren't sure, should you broach it? On the other hand, you don't want to educate him. But if yet, yes. Yet, if yes, can, yeah. you can't ignore it. I mean, if, if he's doing something inappropriate, you don't want to ignore it. On the other hand, if he's not, you don't want to educate him. You suspect, him. but you're not sure. Listen... Um, the greatest, uh, you know, the greatest med medicine is proactive medicine, not damage control. I think it's important for all parents and educators to understand when your children reach a certain age, girls and boys, they need to have a conversation with Tati and Mommy about the changes their bodies go through. 
We cannot afford to allow our 14-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 15-year-olds to learn about the intimate parts of life through friends or through the internet. That can be very damaging. This is an obligation on a parent, fathers with boys usually, mothers with girls, to explain your child, your bar mitzvah boy, your 12-year-old girl, whatever it is, how Hashem designed the body. Of course, age-appropriate, but you want to empower them. They shouldn't be afraid of all the sudden changes they're going to experience, and then they have to go other places to find out what's happening. You want to be able to have these conversations with them and bond with them, and be able to communicate um, the system of how creation works and how Hashem created us in a productive, in a meaningful way, to give them the Torah approach of how to deal with their own body and appreciate it and respect it and not be afraid of the changes. Now, if you are dealing with damage control, in other words, we're not dealing with l'chatchila, we're dealing with b'dievet, uh, there is a way of having a conversation with your child without suspecting them and without denigrating them and without judging them. You want to have, an op- you want to have as open as possible a conversation with your child about where they're at how they're experiencing life. And this can only come if there's a tight relationship, if there's an ongoing conversation, if there's trust, if the child doesn't feel fear that if he or she is honest with you, they're going to be judged and denigrated and not loved the same. So it's extremely important to invest in continuous communication with our children. There's a beautiful vart from the Helika Lechevitcher, extraordinary vart. He says, Hashem tells Noyach, he says, there's a marble, there's a flood, go into the Teva, and who should you bring into the Teva? You and your wife and your children and their wives. Says the Lechevitcher, the word Teva means a box, a boat, but Teva also means a word, like Rosh Teva is Teva. When there is a flood out there in the world, boy el Teva. It's important to enter into a dialogue with your family. When there's a flood all over the place, don't expect that they're going to learn everything on their own. You have to have conversations with them. Enter into the words. You need an ongoing dialogue with your family, an ongoing dialogue with your children. Listen to them, communicate to them, because there's a big marble out there. All right. You have a question? Uh, somebody writes, I thank you for answering all our questions. I grew up in a dysfunctional home. How don't I give over the dysfunction, even though I could sometimes not even be aware of it? Mm. Listen, this is a Givaldica question. First of all, I'm sorry to hear this. The first blessing that you have is that you're aware of it. You're aware of the challenge. You're aware of the problem. I think it's extremely important for a person like yourself to seek the help that you need to feel happy, to feel empowered. If you will feel happy and empowered, I think naturally you'll be able to transfer that to your children. Don't be overcritical of yourself and don't doubt everything you do, but be aware of your shortcomings, be aware of where your own dysfunction may be playing a role and you should have one or two people in your life whom you trust and you could pick up a telephone and you could consult a mentor, 
a, a good friend, a colleague, a therapist, a rabbi, whoever it is, somebody that trusts mature, you could pick up a phone and you say, you know, this and this happened last night, this and this happened this morning between me and my husband, me and my wife, me and my daughter, me and my son, me and whoever. This is how I reacted. Be aware, seek out the help that you need, and uh, nurture your own identity. Find your own real relationship with God. David HaMelech says, Ki avi v'imi azavuni v'hashem ya'asveni in Tehillim Perik Chavzayin. My father and mother abandoned me. Hashem took me in. David HaMelech here was empowering. Millions and billions of people who grew up in dysfunctional homes, unfortunately, that they should be able to find a very powerful relationship with God and his unconditional love to them as individuals. So at least on some level they can recreate a uh, functional identity. And remember, it's extremely important for you not to blame yourself, not to feel guilty. Most important is to identify the dysfunction, meaning if your child says something to you and suddenly you're triggered with a crazy dysfunctional emotion, you want to hit them, you want to run away from the house, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're annoyed, you want to kill them, and so on and so forth. These are human emotions. They exist. As long as you can identify them and realize that they're coming from your lower self, not from your higher self, you can then quarantine them and make sure that you don't allow these emotions to control your behavior, your words, your deeds, and then you are in a pretty good place. Uh, uh, so how time. do I implement the balance of sticking to my principles yet letting our children not be different if everybody is doing it? Thank you, Rabbi Jacobson. That's 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 the listeners. I, they have good questions. Yes. Yeah, very good, very good questions. I mean, the questions are coming from life. Um, it's it's a wonderful question. I'll tell you. Don't impose these principles in a self-righteous way. You know, we're the from ones and everybody else are the bad ones. We're the holier-than-thou tzaddikim and everybody else are the spiritual losers who are going straight to hell. If you do that, you're just going to create uh, negative energy in the house. What you want to do is empower your children. They should understand where you're coming from. Let them be partners with your priorities. Let them identify with your priorities. Let your priorities become their priorities. To quote Rashi from the Gemara, Don't hold the match by the wick. That's not chinuch. You have to allow the flame to rise on its own, even when you take away the match. Education is not me telling my child what he or she cannot do. Education is me inculcating within my child their own sensitivity and understanding of the proper, of the proper values in life. And you also sometimes have to know when to be flexible. Don't become stubborn on priorities. What the Gemara would say, al you have to understand who your child is. On the other hand, sometimes just because everybody does it, it doesn't mean it's good. Just because everybody does it, it could be that they're doing something stupid. And you don't have to always degrade yourself to what everybody does. So it's extremely important to know this, especially when it comes to issues, you know, sometimes teenagers have to copy each other. And there are teenagers 
who are allowed by their parents to have things and do things that really don't help their lives. Do not allow your child to uh, subject himself to such dangers just because of social pressure. Anyway, thank you so much, Rabbi Jacobson. I, and we, I know we got a lot more questions. <laughs> to, uh, some really good ones. Yeah, some really good ones. It's a shame. You know, I know we're having another segment. And, but One that's more segment. Right, but not necessarily yeah. going to be with some of these questions. But thank you so much. Thank you for the listeners for uh, texting and tweeting in. And uh, we appreciate it. And, you know, Rabbi Jacobson, it's amazing how it's, it's uh, you know, I was listening to a lot of what you were saying. It's I think part of it is also consistency, and I, I noticed there was a consistency in what you were saying, and I think that's a big uh, part of it. It's a good uh, sign. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying this. Somebody once told me about themselves, I am consistently inconsistent. So <laughs> it's, it's good to be consistently consistent. Very, very but sometimes good. it's good to be inconsistent too. Very good. Thank you so much, Rabbi Jacobson. Anyway, I, I'll tell you something, a very nice word. There was an educator who once went into the Lubavitcher Rebbe and he wrote a book on education, The Hundred Principles of Education. So the Rebbe read them fast and he said, you're missing principle 101. He said, what is that? He said that in Chinuch, there are no klalim. He had a hundred klalim for Chinuch. He said, there's one more klal. The klal is that there's no klal. So if there's no klal, erase the first hundred. No, no, no. There are klalim in Chinuch, but there's one more klal in Chinuch. And that is that there's no, no klalim. Take care of your child. Sometimes your child needs something that the other children don't need. Don't always follow the klalim. Sometimes you've got to break the klalim for your child. And nobody will do it if not the parents. Thank you so much, Rabbi Jacobson. And now we turn to, uh, to the, the Hamazamrim, conducted by Chilu Posen and soloist, lead singer, Srili Werdegar. Kai 
Because the founders of a time, ja, warte, uh, warte, Rabbi warte. and Mrs. Right. Rosen are making a uh, Wachna for the Einikel tonight. So ZK, could you could you turn off his mic now? And it's a big Mazel Tov to Rabbi and Mrs. Rosen and to the Banda family. And a big mouth of so we were, you know, in the Sach Yiddish Naches from this one and from all of them. Where should they call right now to support the time? That's a good question. 718 win, 1, 2, 3, 4. So let's do it like this. 718 win. 1, 2, 3, 4. Let's do it again. 1. Oh, we're doing each number? Yeah. Come on. We have a guest waiting. 7. 1. 8. W. I. N. 1. 2. 3. 4. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> 718 win 123. Well, that's a, a time <laughs> and how could they join the conversation? You have that's to a great thing one. to do, by the way. You can be part of the conversation here. You can either text to 646 844. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Hashtag. I hear you. Oh, I'm okay. kidding. 646 844 2466. 646 844 2466. Or send a Twitter or tweet with hashtag. That's the number sign. A time auction. Hashtag A time auction. Exactly. Hashtag Hamazama. Could the camera please go to Chilun out to see that he doesn't have one? He doesn't have two. He has three. Can the cameras please? This is the answers for Camera. Camera, can you pan to Chilun? One second. Any camera. Any camera, just show We have three in the house. Okay, so you see, we have three. Why? Uh, Banda, <laughs> Rosen, Posen. Posen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank if you to you the ice cream house for <laughs> yes. inviting if us If you want tonight. a song request, if you want Zam to sing your song, <laughs> send it a tweet, Shah. Send it a tweet. <laughs> Hashtag A-Time Auction if you wanted to sing a song that you request. And if you want to have part of a conversation, if you have a question for Yoeli or for myself or for any of our wonderful guests, Hashtag A-Time Auction and you'll get yourself in on the big screen here. And uh, thank you, Mr. Producer. Thank He's you. hiding. And um, our yeah. next guest is uh, is uh, somebody that is a fountain of chizik to the uh, time couples that are going through a the infertility journey. He gives a weekly shear on the time Kol Chaya hotline. Rabbi Avrami Robinson, welcome to the time auction. How are you this evening? Very well, thank you. So uh, you know we we've uh, we had just mentioned the Kol Chaya hotline. So maybe you could give a little bit. Uh, uh, what is the Kol Chaya hotline? I see the number here is seven one eight two nine eight. 2646, six. but what is the Kol Chaya hotline? Uh, it's a support, um, a support network, really, for couples um, who are struggling uh, in this area. Basically, they can call into this number and can find, really, um, just a myriad of uh, speakers of chizuk. Really, I mean, you just have to call, and it's very clear uh, what it can provide 
Um, it's just one of those things that a time does so well in presenting and giving couples the resources they need uh, at any given time. I think the beauty of it is specifically that a couple can call in in the privacy of their own home um, at any time and be able to really tap into the amazing chizuk that's there on that, on that hotline. So I, I understand you give a, you give a share, you give a, a, a every single week. So right? yeah, there's a um, Thursday night. It's it, Lil Shishi. Lil Shishi competes with Lil Shishi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, basically, it's just a, a small evart um, on, on the parsha and, and to draw some chizuk uh, from that week's parsha. And, um, you know, I hope it, it gives people, it gives couples, um, you know, this is not something that uh, goes away, you know, after this big event. This is something that the couples struggle with every single day, every single waking moment. And uh, perhaps... Uh, if, you know, there are couples out there who are not affiliated with the time who might be struggling in this area. Uh, Kol Chaya is, a, is something, again, it's private, within the privacy of your own home. You can call in and, and, and tap into that chizuk. Um, so it's a small Dvar Torah on the parasha to, and, and to, to draw upon, um, you know. How, how did you get involved in this? How did you get involved in Kol Chaya and a time and, and, and giving this weekly show? Uh, a time is an organization that... Uh, we, I've been a part of for many, many years. And um, Kolchaya is just, again, a, another way that, um, that gives people chizuk that they need. Um, and so I'm just honored to be able to be a part of it. So what is, what is your, I mean, you know, you're saying you're giving chizuk to, what is it and the, what would be your message tonight to the couples that are listening to this and to the community yeah, at large? Sample. Small sample. Free. Free. Kolchaya is also free. Oh, <laughs> you should have said so at the I, beginning. I throw that out there. <laughs> um, you know, I just recently heard a mushal, and I think that um, really for anyone going through any kind of difficulty, um, there was a water carrier who... His job was to schlep water, as we all know, from the wells and to bring it to the various people who, who had ordered water. 